Hello and welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School, the podcast where we invite current and former students to talk about an area of common interest. We find out how hobbies become passions and later develop into careers, and we ask how school helps to shape their futures. Today we have two guests who are both trombonists and who are both advocates for maintaining the joy in playing music. Okay, so hello and welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School. Today we're going to talk about music as a career with our fellow trombonists, Joe and Grace. We're joined by former pupil Joe, who is a trombonist with British Army Band Colchester. British Army Band Colchester was one of the tri-service bands which took part in the funeral procession for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. We were also thrilled that the band opened our Festival of Music last October. Welcome, Joe. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me on. Today, I'm also handing over to Grace in the Sixth Form Ipswich School and a fellow trombonist who will be interviewing Joe about his career and time at school. So, hello, Grace. Hiya. Hi. What are you studying for A-level? So, at the moment, I'm studying um, uh, PRE, Sense of Philosophy, Religion, Ethics, um, Russian and History. Super. And what are you thinking about for your next steps? So, I think my next steps are going to be uni. Um, I was thinking of taking Russian History or Russian Philosophy um, and then maybe going on to some experience in the civil service. Sounds fascinating. Right, without further ado, I'm going to hand straight over to Grace to lead our interview with Joe. Have fun. So, uh, Joe, can you tell us a bit about your role in the army band? Like, what, what do you do? So my role in British Army Band Colchester primarily is as a bass trombonist. Uh, that's what I studied and learned to play most of my life and uh, in the band. You're part of a trombone section, or I am part of a trombone section, and we make up we make up a section in the band, uh, in the wind band. I am also involved in the band recruiting team, which helps recruit new new musicians into the Royal Corps of Army Music. Apart from that, yeah, that is that's my two main roles. Yeah, cool. And so you bass trombone. What's the difference between a normal trombone and a, and a bass trombone? So there's actually a variety of trombones. You've got the bass trombone, which I play, which uh, can usually go a little bit lower than a tenor trombone. And the tenor trombone is generally a little bit higher. And then you've also got the alto trombone, which is used in more orchestral setting. And then you've got, got the more uh, obscure soprano trombone, which is uh, mainly played by trumpet players, but you don't see them very often. So... What did you do after leaving school? So after after leaving Ipswich School, I went to further my studies at Sixth Form at Suffolk One, where I did music, music technology and geography and sociology, which was really, really good to further my musical education. And then I went to Music Conservatoire at the Royal Northern College of Music, where I did a undergraduate degree in music performance, primarily on bass trombone, and that was a four-year course. And then after after completing my undergraduate studies, I I joined the army at the end of 2019, and I've been in just just under four years now. Oh, great. And um, what did you get involved with in your time at Ipswich School, like kind of bands-wise or orchestra-wise? So music-wise, I was heavily involved with chapel choir, we did several tours, both here and abroad. Um, what else did I get up to? There was uh, orchestra after school, and there was wind band as well. But I remember, I remember chapel choir being a fond memory with uh, Mr. Leach at the time, and people 
people who I was quite close with going and seeing on choir tours. Yeah, Mr. Leach's. Yes, Mr. Leach. Um, the the summer soirees on the field. I mean, they were they were a good highlight of my time at school. Yeah, it's really funny how you know not much has changed. All of the all of the bands are still here and people are still joining them and leaving them. It's really lovely that there's still that kind of connection between old Ipswichians and and the ones still kind of going through it. So the, the most serious question here, how did you learn to march and play an instrument at the same time? <laughs> Everyone is wondering. So marching and playing at the same time is something you're taught at the Royal Military School of Music, um, which when I was there was Nella Hall at Twickenham. Um, it's since moved down to Portsmouth um, with the Royal Marines. When I was in training, you're taught first, first of all, you're taught to march in the band, but not play. So you've got your instrument in the playing position and you're you're going through the manoeuvres, you're going through the wheels and the counter marches um, and all the movements while just holding your trombone. And then uh, after a few lessons, they they say you should be confident enough to play. And even if even if you feel like um, there's something you're not particularly confident with, you just stop playing and you do the marching. Um, but having done it for upwards of three years now, it's it it feels natural. And um, should your should your sense of rhythm be all right, you can you can pretty up, pretty much pick up marching and playing at the same time pretty quickly. And is there any kind of difference in the way that you play your trombone while you're marching? Kind of in terms of like position, you have to hold it further up. Yes, this was this was something that was actually picked up uh, when I was in training. One of the one of the trainees. Um, said that I need to hold the slide up parallel to the ground. Now it's it's something that's easier said than done because of course you have to adjust your embouchure as a trombone player to make sure that you can hold the trombone in the correct position. Um, so a little bit of embouchure change was needed to to play and march at the same time. But as I said before, with practice it it, it comes and you know it's it's something that I'm used to doing now. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> And of course, what was it like performing at the Queen's funeral procession? So performing at the state funeral of Her Majesty uh, Queen Elizabeth II was a solemn and sad occasion, but uh, a great honour to be a part of. And it was very different to anything that anyone of us had previously done because it required a special sort of marching, a funeral march, which is a lot slower than we usually march at um, at state ceremonial events. Mm but faster than what we, we call slow marching. So it was it was odd to perfect this style of marching. Almost a, a whole new skill that you had to learn. Yes, well, it was just a different type of marching, not really a different skill, but it was because um, you're playing a lot slower than you usually do on the march. You sort of have to plod along mm. um, rather than march uh, triumphantly. But all the, all the bands involved in the state funeral played the same funeral marches, but just at different points. And then we all formed up at Wellington Arch and um, we played played some music, some hymns in unison as a mass band. I think there was upwards of about 700 of us in in the RAF, the Marines and the Army all all at Wellington Arch. And it was it was quite a quite something to be a part of that. Uh, speaking of which, the noise, how do you deal with the noise of 700 other instruments while you're while you're marching and, and trying to keep in time with each other? It was uh, it was something to something to behold. Uh, we have we have special ear defence uh, which uh, cancel out some frequencies. So uh, actually hearing it all, you don't really hear much other than your own playing. 
if that makes sense. So it was actually playing with seven hundred people. It was it, we were all static, so we weren't we weren't marching at all. So you could actually just listen and you know take it all in rather than having to march. Yeah, amazing. And what were the what were the rehearsals like for that? I mean, surely the stakes must have been insanely high. Yeah, the rehearsals were tough um, and strenuous. It's simply because, of course, at the time it happened, we'd been on the road in Edinburgh, and then we came we came back after a month of doing the Edinburgh tattoo, and then going straight into rehearsals. Mm. Um, it was yeah, you'd have some some afternoons off, but most of the time you were on your feet most of the day and then we also had an early morning rehearsal sometime before actually on the on the mall going up to Wellington Arch must have been about half past four in the morning yeah and then you get back you get back to camp and you just want to sleep all day but um no I'd say I'd say the rehearsals were were needed and without without the rehearsals we had it wouldn't have looked anywhere near the part so definitely necessary and I think we all we all played a vital part in it so certainly watching it on tv you know it was very clear the entire thing was so pristinely carried out and completely void of error it was it was amazing to watch but what, what would you say is the most rewarding thing about being in the army band I'd say one of the most rewarding things about being in British Army Band Colchester or in the Royal Corps of Army Music as, as a whole is you get to spend you get to spend your working weeks with doing something you love. I mean, I'm getting paid essentially getting paid to do my hobby, which is which is an honor. So you're spending you're spending most of your working days with people who you like working with, and you get to travel the world, going places you'd never really think of going with the job, playing playing your instrument with other like-minded musicians, and you get such good opportunities as well i mean in our band we have we have opportunities to do adventurous training i mean some people have just come back from malta last year and then we have sports as well the opportunities are endless what's your favorite country that you've gone to so far because of the time i joined the band we haven't really gone abroad much a particular highlight for me was germany at the end of 2021 going to the going to the little christmas markets and uh seeing all the little small German villages. I think we played in a couple of we played in a couple of um German cathedrals and although it was a reduced band at the time, the acoustics of the, the cathedral made it sound amazing. Yeah, I'm sure, especially with the you know the brass instruments. And just almost getting to the end, conversely, what are the harder things to get used to? You know, in terms of playing your instrument in such a serious setting and also kind of adjusting to army life? In terms of playing instrument, playing my instrument, um, it's not really a, a, a massive change because I, I guess you could associate pressure with the job I do, especially because you've got the eyes of the world on you. But it's it's no different than a, a solo recital in front of three adjudicators, or if I have to make a comparison, the music competition at, at school. You know, you've still got you've still got the eyes on you, and you're still in the back of your mind. You're thinking, oh, am I gonna am I gonna do well? Am I gonna Am I going to make this error, et cetera, et cetera? You know the drill. But I'd say, I'd say moving on from that, I'd say the most, conversely, one of the harder things to get to, used to is the change from civilian to military life. It, it's a bit it's a bit cliche, but, you know, you, you're going from, 
I don't know, university, you're, you're not waking up at a set time, going from that to 5am wake up, do your kit and then breakfast at 6 to then start lessons at 7. I mean, that's just an example of what, what you might get up to in training. But then, you know, you go to the music side and you, you're marching, you're marching with your instrument. I mean, some people, some people may have done it before at reservist bands or in other settings, but I'd never experienced doing it. So it was, it was, it was going from something that, something that I was comfortable doing to then doing that, but adding in marching as well. I guess, I guess that's probably one of the hardest things, but now it feels completely, completely normal. Yeah, cool. And if, if, you know, there was anybody listening to this that was kind of considering, you know, considering their, their, you know, music career by, by going and joining the army band, would you have anything that you'd want to suggest or say to them? So to anyone who's looking at um, joining the Royal Corps of Army Music, I would say don't get put off by don't get put off by the military soldiering part of it because it's only fourteen weeks of basic training, and if someone like me can get through it, then I believe that most people could get through it. If you are interested in joining British Army Music, we do have a an expression of interest form you can fill in, and uh, you have to put that. British Army Band Colchester have sent you or something along those lines but no it's I, I'd say it's it's something I really enjoy and you know I'm getting paid to to do my to do my hobby so it's a no-brainer in my in my eyes. And um, I also I know from uh, the teacher that we both had going through school you know it's not just you're getting paid to do the thing that you do but you're even being provided with the kit to do it you know so like getting really nice grade trombones. <laughs> Yes. Good old Mr. Shepherd. Yes. Good old Shep. <laughs> so actually that's <laughs> that's a good a good point. Uh so because the trombones we had in our in our band weren't up to scratch, we went to the Rath factory up in Huddersfield a couple of years ago. And um we had well, I think we spent the whole morning there. There was about four of us getting trombones and um when it got to me, because I was a bass trombone, they they tried different triggers, different lead pipes, different slide materials, but um, the bell, the bell metal, all had to be the same. So it was basically testing your your tone and your sound, and they matched that with an instrument. If that makes sense. So I've got a fully customized instrument set up to how I play. Yeah, that's amazing. And that was all provided by the army. So we, I think, we had four. Four, four brand new Raths completely paid for by the army. For those who are listening who aren't trombonists, the Rath is like the Lamborghini of trombones. This is this is like top, top quality. So that's that's absolutely amazing that you're provided with the opportunity to even go to the factory and get it fitted out to you. It's so cool. Yeah. They're British they're British made as well, which is I think that's something that the army prides itself on providing, uh, or su- getting supplied by British British made equipment. I'm going to jump straight in. Um, this is my last question. I'm going to ask it to both of you. And Joe, will get you to go first. So what advice would you give to your younger self? So advice I would give to my younger self is perhaps enjoy enjoy playing. For example, when I went to university, it was a very, very challenging environment and very competition heavy. I don't know if for, for those people listening that have gone to music college, it's it's sort of a it can be a toxic environment if you let it be that way but if you go if you go there with with a with an open mind and 
go to enjoy it rather than trying to make music a competition then I think you'll you'll enjoy it more yourself and you'll you'll come out the other end a better player that's great thank you and what about you Grace so I guess this is more directed at the younger players you know who are just starting and and kind of you know starting to join the more serious bands at school I mean practice uh practice and enjoy it if you're not if you're practicing and you're not enjoying it um that doesn't necessarily mean that you should stop playing but i mean you're you know you're doing something wrong it should be something that you love maybe that means changing the music you're playing asking your teacher to change the repertoire i mean playing in any instrument is isn't should be an absolute joy so yeah that's what i'd say from both of you that's really really great and similar advice to find the joy in playing your instrument and it's been so inspiring uh, listening to you, Joe, talk about a career that you absolutely love. It's been uh, really heartwarming. Thank you. Um, so thank you very, very much, Joe. That's my pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank you, Grace. Fantastic interview. Thank you very much. Bye for now. That's all for this episode. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to Grace quiz Joe about trombone technique and the all-important question of how he learned to march and play at the same time. Thank you for listening. To listen to any of the other episodes, take a look at our website, ipswitch.school. The next episode is out soon. And in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.